0: I was like, uh-uh, this is all I needed. Let me show to America what I have. Yeah. You know, I'm a good you know, uh, person to be in this country. And uh, the only thing that I, that I needed, it was a chance.
1: I had the chance.
2: Yo, good morning, welcome back to another episode on Over a Brew. I'm your host, Cruz Garcia. On today's show, I get the pleasure to sit and chat with Yared Alcantara. She is a CEO and founder of Glamour Studio and Glamour Studio Cosmetics. Yared is a Mexican immigrant that came here to the US at the age of 14 to join her mother. As a young teen, she embraced the American dream and believed that if she worked hard enough, nothing was impossible. In 2012, she received her DACA status, and it's then she states, the floodgates opened and the sky became the limit. Today, we get to talk to her about her upbrings struggles, triumphs, and her perce- perception of the beauty. Without any further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hi, how, how are, are you? There? How's it going?
0: Good, thank you. How's your coffee? Good, thank you. I, and like
2: I, was, I was a little confused in getting you a hot or warm coffee, but uh, I'm glad that everyone went with warm.
0: Yeah, because yeah. it's morning, so yeah. I need the coffee in the morning to just kind of like start my day, <laughs> wake up the caffeine, you know? Yeah, yeah,
2: definitely. So, you you mind introducing yourself for the audience or people that don't know you, okay. or who you are, and a little bit about what you've been doing?
0: Okay, um, my name is Jere Cantara. I am 36 years old. Uh, I moved here to Camarillo four years ago because I got married. Uh, I was a makeup artist, freelance for probably 12, 13 years. That means that I used to do the makeup for my mom, my friends, quinceañeras, here and there. Um, and then I start working on like a clinic and they need a, a person who do facials, but I didn't have my license as a institution. So I get out from there and then be in the front counter to just do the makeup for the ladies. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. But at the same time, I used to have my few jobs here and there I used to work as a fast food restaurant, mm-hmm. and I was for the company for 21 years, and then I did like model here and there. Nice. And then I used to have my other, you know, like three or four or five yups on the side. Wow. Fast food restaurant. Wow. At the same time.
2: Dang. Man, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited <laughs> to hear your story. I'm excited for my audience to actually get to know a little bit about you. Uh, I remember meeting you at the VC networking event. Yes, and I heard you speak. I heard you talk about your story, some of your struggles. I saw you get emotional and yes. reminiscing some of the things that you went through, and your persistence to not give up. So mm-hmm. I, I'm very excited for that. Thank I'm excited you. to to hear a little bit about your past and a little bit about the things that you went through to be where you're at now. You know, okay. so I'm, I'm glad. excited. Too. I'm excited. Thank I'm you for being excited. here. Um, thank early. you for your time. <laughs> I know it's, uh, we started at 6.30 setting up everything yes. and man, it's it's been a, a long morning, but it's only <laughs> like, what, like 7.50 a.m.? I know. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to us. Okay, so I know a little bit about you based on your social media, based on what you've done so mm-hmm. far, but um, bring us up to speed. So you came here to the U.S. at the age of 14.
0: Yes, I came here when I was 14. I enjoyed my mom. She was here already with one of my brothers, my older brothers. Uh, At that time, obviously because I was 14, I had to go to the high school. Um, But when I started going to the high school, uh, it was one of the new laws. They came to the schools where it says uh, no Spanish in the classroom. What? So for me, as a new person in the United States, not knowing English, at all, it was like, oh my gosh, what they're saying, I couldn't understand. So I was in the high school for eight months, but and then I started seeing my aunt how she struggled, pay bills. So I told my mom, okay, I'm gonna leave the high school and I'm gonna start working. So basically that's what I did. I started working, you know, younger, help my mom to pay bills. And until now I still helping my mom and I still helping my, my dad. My dad is in Mexico. Um uh, right Mexico t- are you? From? I am from Mexico City. Oh nice. My dad is from Queretaro.
2: Oh, wow.
0: It's like a little small pueblito. Uh-huh. Nobody see it in the map like, what? <laughs>
2: like, how do you get there? <laughs>
0: like, you do like, oh, no, I cannot even see it. But yeah, uh-huh. a small uh, town in there. Uh, and my job that I, that I was at that time, they gave me the chance to be a store manager. Okay. But at the same time, my supervisor said, well, your English needs to get improved. Because now you need to talk to owner operators, vendors, customers' complaints. So you have to... Talk to that yeah. so I was like, okay. So I got the chance to go to the school, so I went to years old school, adult school, and then that was the time that I, since I wasn't in the school, I really wanted to do my continuation high school. Yeah. So I did it. I took my uh, GD, and then after that, I'm like, well, since I had my GD, I wanna get the high school diploma. Mm-hmm. So and then I got the high school diploma when I was 24, 25 years old.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's basically that's how I got my um, my high school diploma because of that time. The job that I was doing it was paying me well, and the, I got the chance to do my own hours, my own schedule, so I can go in the afternoons mm. and do the school.
2: So talk to us about, you're 14 years old, you're in high school,
1: mm-hmm. right?
2: Someone comes in and says, no Spanish in the classroom. How was that for you? How is it, how were you even communicating with people?
0: Well, um, I remember one class. I think it was my second or my third day. We got Mr. Campos, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Mr. Campos, well, he speaks Spanish, right? Yeah. The name. So, and I, I went to him and I approached him in Spanish. And then he said to me in English something that I couldn't understand. Like, what? So, I told him, like, I don't understand. Like, in Spanish. So, and then he said, I'm going to take you outside the classroom. So, he said, uh, there is a new law that we cannot take. We cannot speak Spanish in the classroom. Wow. Only English. It's just for you. For everybody understand English and help you guys to learn English. So I told him, okay, but I just, you know, I just don't understand how, how I want to communicate with people, you know. So I, I think that was my, one of my first struggles. Mm. I understand when you come into this country, you have to learn English. Yes. But not the third day. It was for me kind of like everything new, a year, you know, living with my friends a uh, new country, new culture, is for me it was a little bit of a struggle, mm-hmm. but I think I was like, okay, this is my new life, so I have to embrace it and I have to face it and see.
2: Definitely. How was it leaving your friends, your your element, <clears throat> your comfort zone? I mean, living in Mexico, I'm sure you moved, you spoke, you were a part of the culture, and mm-hmm. now you come here, right? Which a lot of us, I, at least for myself, I was born and raised here, you mm-hmm. know, thank God, but... I go back to Mexico, and I would. Luckily, I had parents who taught me how to speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. I was able to communicate. Yeah. And I can just imagine if someone that didn't speak their language, how would they even communicate? You know. So, how was that process? Like taking that risk and saying, you know, I'm leaving everything and I'm just going with my mom.
0: Well, I didn't have no choice. You know, I was 14 years old. So, my I used to be with my grandma, who passed away a few months later. I came here. Uh, my aunt that I used to call her my mom
1: mm-hmm.
0: and she passed away a few years ago but it was kind of like oh my god I'm going to leave not only my friends but I'm going to leave them as well Yeah. so it was hard for me and then my dad was in Mexico I didn't saw him but it was kind of like okay I'm going to leave everything mm-hmm. but that's the way it has to be because I have to be with my mom my yeah. grandma always said Mija you have to be with your mom you're going to be with your mom mm-hmm.
1: I'm
0: going to I'm, I'm going to be like gone soon and I want to make sure you and your brothers, you know, are okay. Yeah. Like, okay. So I think that that's what happened. She felt that the, ch- the day for her was getting close. Yeah. And then that's why we moved here. And then a few months later, I would say, I don't know, close to a year, she passed away. Oh,
2: my God.
0: So I think she she felt it.
2: Yeah. She knew. Yeah. Her mission was to, to get you over here before, you know, yeah. anything was to happen to her. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But my grandma was one of the best women that I know.
2: Yeah. I can tell. Uh, Yeah, I remember her
1: all the time. I miss her.
2: What is one of the biggest lessons that uh, that she taught you?
1: I think everything. I remember we were in Mexico, we were really poor in Mexico. But I remember with her, even though it was beans and tortillas, mm-hmm. we always had something at the table to eat. Aw. Always.
2: Aww, and I'm sorry. I she made you cry. I feel bad now. <laughs> My makeup. The <laughs> <laughs> so um, thing is your makeup party, so you, uh, you can put it back on.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, she did everything that she, she could, you know, to... Yeah. If she had 10 pesos... To make it longer for her for my brothers so we can have
0: a place to live, a plate you know and the and the table so I think I see her like that and I respect her like that
1: yeah but we were we were poor
2: is that where you get your big heart from because you, I mean before going live you were telling me everything that you do and so I'm just like <laughs> damn that's awesome well
0: when your struggle when you're little and then you're getting older and now things has been changed and I have the opportunity to have what what I didn't have you know it's kind of like you you're appreciated more and then you see the volume yeah you know and now I see my nieces and nephews they have whatever they want mm-hmm. but I see other people they need certain things and then that's why you know it's kind of like now that I own this shop and thanks God everything has been going well for me why not give something Mm -hmm. to the community
1: yeah
0: I like to help people
1: Mm
0: -hmm. you know you can tell (laughs) whatever I can if I can do it yeah yeah I would never say something that I know myself I'm not gonna do it because and then people lose trust and Mm -hmm. I don't like that yeah I don't like uh, like lay down people yeah I think that's it's everything on my shoulders, and then I think that's why I keep going, going. Wow! Because in the back of my head it's like, oh my gosh, you know, my husband, my mom, you know, people they believe in me. It's kind of like I don't wanna, I don't want them to feel like, oh my gosh, really, it? I believe in you and look what you did. You oh know? man! It's oh
2: weird. my God! Man, we're barely <laughs> eleven minutes in, and it's like so good already. <laughs> okay, so um, I I want to go back to that topic that you were you were talking to me about. About, you know, not, not giving up and not, you know, letting people down because I'm similar to that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's a lot of people that are looking up to you. A lot of people that are watching you. Either with people that believe in you and people that hate on you. <laughs> so I think that at the end of the day, it's just doing what's right for you. Yeah. And I'm a big believer that your word and your name are two things that no one can ever take from you.
0: Exactly. So. I mean, that's something that you... You work hard so yeah. people can get to know you. Yeah. And then where they, were, they were really know you and believe in you, it's kind of like, for me, I can't let that go. Like, no. Yeah. It's like, I feel proud. You know, people believe in me. And then it's like more responsibility, yes. more on my shoulders. <laughs> but it's kind of like, no, I don't want those people.
2: Definitely. You know. Wow. Okay. So um, <laughs> so you're, you're in high school. You... Stop going to school because you wanted. To, you started helping your mom. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So, that transition from high school. How long were you in high school for? First. Of eight all?
0: months. Oh wow. Eight. So months. not even a year. Not even a year. Eight months, and then I struggled those eight months because I wasn't my mom. I don't understand what they're saying. Yeah. I just don't get them, and it was for me like <laughs> open the book and I'm like what. You know, I mean, the English that I have is just because I went to the school USL school hearing there is and like I hear a word and I'm like what does that mean so people say oh this means how can I put it in a sentence so people help me
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know it's kind of like yeah it's half because I went to the school GSA when I was older but the other half is like street English I would say yeah or if I hear someone I'm like what does that mean oh okay
2: got it and you learn it. it and that's yeah. a good thing is that you're not afraid to to ask people what does that mean and be uncomfortable about it.
0: Well, I I don't, but sometimes I feel intimidated like talking because my accent. What accent? I don't have accent. That's
2: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> when I talk, people are like, what do you say? And then I try to say, like, I'm not sure if I'm it right, but this is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but there is people that are really not nice and they say, what? Mm-hmm. And then that's how when I feel bad, like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, did I say something wrong? Mm-hmm. And I start translate everything in my head before I say it.
2: Yeah, So, but I mean, your English is really good. Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, there's always room for improvement. My English isn't that good. I feel that there's always room to just improve it. My biggest uh, thing for me is also like embracing my Spanish. And sometimes Mm -hmm. when I'm speaking Spanish, I feel like, what did I just say?
0: I know you're like, what?
2: And even though I grew up like speaking it at home, I still Mm -hmm. feel like intimidated to speak it sometimes. Well,
0: believe it or not, even though I speak Spanish and English, when you go back to Mexico, you forget things. Yes. Spanglish.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then sometimes people know you, like, you're not from here. <laughs> like, yeah, I am from... No, you're not. They hear your accent, like <laughs> Spanish accent. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it seems like you're from somewhere else. Really? Yeah, and then they wake kind of like, I want to say things, but because I'm used to saying English, and then sometimes I forget. <laughs> I mean, I speak Spanish, but yeah. I forget like what it means, or how can I pronounce it. Oh, wow. So I get confused. Like, instead of say, estacionar, I say, just parquete right there. You know? Yeah, that like is that Like, yeah. The guy's like, excuse me? Oh, I'm sorry. My sister's like, estacionar, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm like, sorry. For what, what I think? <laughs> Right here. <laughs> yeah, that was the first time when I went to Mexico. Wow. After 20,
2: 25 years. Oh, my God. I, I want to talk about that. There's, like, so much that I want to cover. Hopefully, we have enough time. Um, okay, so you're working. Mm-hmm. You're working, and you said that you, your boss told you you need to learn English.
0: Right? Yeah. I mean, he, he did tell me, you know, you have to learn English. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I, I, I take, you know, comments from people, um, constructive feedback. Okay. I didn't took it like, what do you mean? You know, I don't want to go to school. I took it like, this is the chance. Every time that I see an opportunity or a chance... I take advantage of that. And then I do the best I can. Because you're not going to have a chance like that. Yeah. Whether you have it right there and there, and then you take it. And then that chance brings you another one, another opportunity. Oh, wow. So, yeah.
2: Have you always been like that? Like, growing up, you've always been someone that you see an opportunity and you just take it and and believe blindly that it's going to work.
1: I think
0: I learned, like... During that process, when I start changing from teenager to an adult, 18, and then see the opportunities, you know, if I learn English, you know, uh, maybe I will get a better job than what I am, you know, what I have at that moment. But sometimes kind of like, okay, you have to wait for the right moment, for the right people. They come across my life.
2: Yeah.
0: So, but yeah, I, you know, in the process, I always, since I remember, I always been like that. Wow.
2: Dang. So you're working in the... You worked a lot in the restaurant industry, right?
0: Yeah, fast food restaurant. Okay. Different different type of fast food restaurant. Across the street from my house, around my house.
2: How long were you doing that for?
0: Uh, I would say 21 years.
2: 21 years? Yeah. Wow.
0: One company would said, yeah you've been with us for 15 years. Okay. But it's more than that.
2: Oh, wow. Okay, so you're, you're in the fast food industry. You... Who were you at that point? Like, who was in your life? Were you just like focused on like, hey, you know what? I'll just work my way up the up the ranking uh, in the fast food, become a manager, become uh, something in the corporate industry. Like what was your vision during that time?
0: Uh, when I was at a, a food restaurant, you know, I just really wanted to be a leader. I'm a le- Leo. So okay. it's kind of like uh, the boss, but not really the boss, but I want to be the leader
2: so so, what would be March? See, I don't follow a lot of like these horoscope things.
0: I think it would be pieces. and I, 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 I don't know. know. My mom Maybe. is in March. My daddy's is in March. My sister is in March. So they're, oh. my sister and my mom are pieces. So I'm not sure. Maybe. But usually, you know, I mean, I have in my blood to be the leader and to kind of like teach people, you know. Uh, I don't want to say bossy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, being in the industry to be the boss for many years, I have that in my in my blood. Yeah. So I have that like, oh, this is the right, this is the right way to do certain things. We have to do follow the rules, follow the laws, you know, things like that. So it's just in my blood to be just
2: bossy, I guess. So you became a manager in the in the restaurants that you worked at. Yes,
0: I became a manager. You know, little by little, step by step, and then being a store manager. When I got the chance to be a store manager, I got to that point where I believe. Six months, I came to my boss and I told him, you know what? I used to call him, hey, dude, you know what? I don't think I'm going to do it. You know, this is really hard because it was hard. Yeah. And then he said, you know what, Yare? You just have six months. Just finish the whole year and then we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. And then he said, I have to be honest with you. uh, When we choose who is going to be the manager, um, people vote for you. But I didn't vote for you because I thought you were really young and... You know, uh-huh. I was I was really scared and afraid for this moment, and then when he said that to me, oh my God, I was I took it. I was like, I'm gonna show you what I have
2: yeah.
0: because you know you don't say that to get it. <laughs> okay, and then I remember my 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 first inspection and the story was one of the best of the whole company, so he was like really proud. Um, and that time we got. I got one of the worst uh, awards, I'm sorry, that is only 1% of the best managers of California. I wanna say the region, it's only 1%. So out of 1,800 stores, they do 20 interviews and then they end up with only eight people. So it was part of that. So I, I flew to Chicago to get it. Yeah. So it was kinda like, I was not expecting that, I just wanted to be outstanding manager of the year that's what I wanted but then I got something better way better so after that I think my life changed because you know to get certain recognition for the fast food restaurant Mm -hmm. it was like not many people get it yeah and then I think I I got and that year I got a star follow me Mm
2: -hmm. you know
0: so I took advantage of the whole opportunity and the whole new thing that was coming for me
2: wow
1: and
0: then I told him you see dude you
2: see you didn't you vote believe? for me?
0: <laughs> <laughs> he like, oh, my God, you know, don't take that that, that that way. I just wanted to give you a little push, you know. And then I think after that, we built a really nice relationship, my boss and I. Wow. And until today, I have so much respect for him. He's a really good, good man.
2: He's one of the people that impact your life.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, definitely for someone um, who in the beginning didn't believe... And then he got from me more,
1: mm-hmm.
0: more and more every year that I worked for him. You know, it was one of his managers that we got the news at the at the stores that I was. Uh, first sandwich or first promotion we got, it was not my store because everybody wanted to come into yet at the store. So he was really proud. Yeah, and not only uh, that time I got the uh, one of the best awards, but every year I start having awards, one after another.
2: after Wow. Another. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about your DACA stuff. So your status. like Okay, so it, it came through tw- 2012, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, in 2012, Obama
0: signed the law for um, the DACA for all the dreamers. And then it took a few months to um, everybody start being in the process and learn how it's gonna be, and then apply. Who qualify? Who doesn't qualify? Uh, I submit everything on 2012, so it takes. It took probably like eight months to get uh, an answer, but it actually was in 2013 when, on May, when I got the uh, DACA, like the actual everything on my hands. Yeah. Like, hey, hey,
2: this is happening. This
0: is what. This is all I needed. Wow. The rest of it, it's on it's on me. Wow,
2: and it's so interesting that it's called, you know, um, people come here to follow the American dream, right? And this DACA document and this DACA status mm-hmm. is pretty much for the dreamers. Yes, right? pretty
0: much for the dreamers who wants to keep going with their education. Yeah, you know, basically was like. Uh, people so they can go to the universities mm-hmm. unfortunately, universities don't take people from that gap.
1: Mm.
0: you know few universities that we do that, but and if they do that, you have to pay everything you know because and that social security card says only for work, and then they understand that you have a real social security number, so you can uh go to the university and then all the the papers that you get. Uh, it goes under your name and they're married to that social security number but few of them they they, they won't take that wow yeah because I see people you know family members they want to go to the universities and they got to go to different way to get what they need just because of
1: that
2: damn damn you guys are listening to this and man if you are someone who is out there and contemplating what to do and feels like they're lost and feels like they have everything going against them. Just remember that there's someone out there that wishes that they were in your position, that wishes that they had your status, that wishes that they were going through what you're going through and had the opportunity to be able to have endless you know, goals and reach yeah. endless dreams and go to whatever school they wanted to go to or start a business or work for X company. But unfortunately, because of the fact that they don't have that status, they are not able to do that. And for me, it's... It's a reminder, a constant reminder, because my parents came here illegally and the struggles that they face, the conversations Mm -hmm. that I've had with them and what they've gone through. And it's always a refresher. Sometimes when I'm feeling down, I remember what my dad went through, you know, getting deported three, four times back to Mexico, having to pay again to come back and um, losing everything. You know, you work so hard. These people work so hard to buy their cars, to to you know pay rent Mm -hmm. and constantly hiding from you know um immigration or or feeling embarrassed that someone's going to judge them because they they, they're not legally you know welcome here Mm -hmm. and to me it's it's sad you know it's sad to see that i mean we're all human we're all going through the same emotions we're all going through the same struggles and some people have it worse than we do
1: yes so
2: i want to talk about you you mentioned that you finally went to Mexico after 25 years and you finally yes. got the opportunity to see your dad.
0: Yeah, after 25 years. So 20 how was that? I remember when I was, uh, I think, I'm not sure if it was in Arizona, um, the border. Mm-hmm. We have to leave, right? And I was like, my sister, I don't want to go. I don't want to leave. My sister's like, you have to. Come on, let's go. I was a little bit nervous because I was like, yes, it's my country, but I haven't been in that country for many years. Yeah. So I was nervous it was excited, but I wasn't scared. Mm-hmm. So when finally, you know, we, we crossed to the other side, you know, everything, uh, my interview, everything went well. Thanks, God. Um,
2: so when in the, in the interview, sorry to pause you there, mm-hmm. what what do they ask you? What, what's the process? Or what was the process like?
0: It's just kind of like the interview. They want to make sure that is you, the real person who applied for it, mm-hmm. and then everything that you submit is true. Yeah. You know, I think American people don't like when you're when you lie about something, mm-hmm. and I agree with that. You mm-hmm. know, if you're here on their country, you have to um, adopt their culture, and you kind of like have to respect at least be good human, be yeah. good citizen, even you're not real citizen, but you're in this country. Mm-hmm. So that was the whole process, kind of like asked me, you know, if I had the DACA, you know. Uh, uh, my husband's name, you know, things like that. This kind of like a, a question they ask to make sure. Yeah. Are, do you really are married with this person? Mm-hmm. Do you really remember what you put on these documents? You mm-hmm. know, kind of like that. Uh, the person that, that I got in the interview, um, he was really nice. You know, was really nervous. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. Because I see people sad leaving from the interview, and I'm like, I start getting panicked, like, oh, my gosh. People crying. And I I was not sure they're crying because they're happy or they're crying because something is wrong. I didn't know. Yeah. Until I got, you know, the guy said, you know what, there was no reason why I cannot give you the visa. That's how they call visa first. And I was like, he was talking to me in Spanish, but I got in those moments like, what do you mean? Right. I started getting in a panic moment. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to give you your visa because you're a good, good, good DACA person. And I'm really proud, you know, I want I want people like you in my country. Oh my god. So that means yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm like you yes. just you say yes or no? Yes? Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I couldn't believe it. So um mm. yeah. And that was that that was like the interview in Tilda Juarez. Wow. Because you have to leave the country.
2: And when you walked out of that room, what was the first thought that came through your mind? Do you remember?
0: I was excited, I was shaking. I was like excited, I like, oh my God, you know, I I I never thought that I'm going to, like, I'm here in Ciudad Juarez, that i legal now, you know. And then I'm going to go back to the United States in the airplane, you know, not, like, legal, you know, in the airplane. But at the same time, it's like, I want to go and see my dad. I, I just couldn't wait. And then we have to stay in Ciudad Juarez so I can get my, my package for the whole weekend. And it was like eternity those few days. It was like, oh, my God. <laughs> And then I finally, I got the email like, your package is ready, go. We went to get the package. We went to, so they can seal the visa. And then um, we got the tickets to go to Mexico City and then go and see my dad. And then when I saw my dad, I
1: I felt blessed. Sometimes when you leave your country and you leave your your loved ones, you never thinking or you're leaving, like, I'm not gonna see them again. No. So I did. As I believe in God, I'm a Catholic, Catholic, but I always pray just give me one chance to see my dad. And I did it. Wow. When I hugged him, I couldn't believe
2: it. Wow.
1: I was touching him, and I'm like, I can't believe it that he was happy. But I can believe it too? We didn't tell him anything until we got into the um, airport. We were to the Ciudad Mexico.
0: And then my sister is like... She went through the same process, but, you know, her was a little more difficult. But she got her papers and everything. And then she's like, Dad, we're going to Mexico. I have a surprise for you. My dad's like, what is it? What is it? Well, you're going to see it. And then we had to tell him, like, in advance. So before we actually went through the house, my sister said, it's Juan, me, it's is me and Juan, which is the husband, and Yared is coming. What? Yeah, Yared is coming. He was really excited. He was like, oh "My, God, I can't believe it. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I saw him. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. That's so beautiful. It's It's sad that we, <clears throat> that sometimes we take our parents for granted, and t- there are people like you out there who haven't seen their parents for x amount of time yes and are not able to hug them and say hi to them there is many
0: people them. you know they can't yeah. they have to stay here and then when they hear my mom passed away my dad passed away i can't go and yeah. say the last goodbye to them
2: sad
0: you know some people take the risk like i'm just gonna go
1: mm-hmm.
0: but some people like i can't i can't just go how i'm gonna come back mm-hmm You know, that's what I said. When you leave in your country and then you leave your loved ones, it's kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to come
1: back.
2: Yeah. Like, is this the last time that I'm going to see you? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm just thinking about my parents and how I would feel after seeing them, after not seeing them for 25 years. Like, how would I react? What would I say to them? Would be like the first thing I do, like so. I don't know. Yeah, I know
0: who's uh, like people who has their parents together Mm -hmm. is a bless, Mm -hmm.
2: because
0: you know my mom and my dad they got not divorced but they got separated when I was baby, you know, and then I never had the chance to have a home or a family where's mom and dad. And for people who has their family like mom and dad and they don't know what other
1: people struggle not having that.
2: Yeah, I can, I can just imagine. Yeah. And I can see that it's hard. You know, especially you have, being so young, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have friends who, who have their parents and they hang out with their parents and you're just like, man, like, I wish I had that.
1: I wish I had
0: that. Yeah, like For example, these holidays, it's always like, I, now that I can go and see my dad, was uh, like I wish I can just be him, with him yeah. take a flight and then just go yeah. you know but I have my business too I have mm-hmm. people that depend on me so I have to be here yeah. you know responsible and then later maybe I will go and see him and
2: yeah? it's so true it's uh, so my parents live six hours away from me oh. and whenever I go back to see them it's like I don't want to come back <laughs> but then I come back so energized and so empowered to like tackle the world and I need that
1: mm-hmm.
2: so I think for me sometimes it's like a, a blessing and a curse right it's a curse because I don't have them so close to me yeah but it's a blessing because it empowers me and motivates me and pushes me because one of my biggest goals is to move my parents down here and for them to to, to be comfortable and not have to like worry
1: mm-hmm. you know yeah
2: um okay so this is not about me it's about you <laughs> uh so you you come back are you still working in the restaurant industry?
0: I still uh, I don't want to say full time but just kind of like a, a part time okay. two days here and there I help them I love what I used to do back then you know mm-hmm. get to know different people working with you know my my team even though it's a different store but you know I still enjoy it, going yeah. there, and it's kind of like little extra money. Definitely. Yeah. You know, who doesn't want extra money? Okay?
2: <laughs> right? Who doesn't? So the quote that you stated, you know, you felt that once you received your doctor status and mm-hmm. you got your reason, you said the floodgates opened and the sky became the limit.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So is that when you said, I'm going after my dream?
0: Oh, yeah. I was like, uh-uh. This is all I needed. Let me show to America what I have. I'm a good people. Yeah. You know, I am a good, you know, uh, person to be in this country. And I the only thing that I that I needed it was a chance. I had the chance. The opportunity and just let me do what I think is the best. Yeah. And help others at the same time. Yeah.
2: And for those people who think that and, and today's world, you know, and millennials and, and everyone thinks that instant gratification and overnight success, right? You, hey, I want to open up a business and you just go and open it. No. Uh, no. No. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. So when was the idea of starting your business? Do you remember what year that was?
0: I don't remember, but I always in the back of my head is like, now that I have you know my education license. I uh, now that I'm legal to be in this country. Um, I really want to open my own business. Yeah. You know, uh, I always dream, not always, cause I when I was little I wanted to just work, for being human resource, mm-hmm. like people rights, and I want to fight for everyone, <laughs> right? Um, that's what I when I was little, things start changing, right? Um. But I think when I move to Camarillo, and then I start seeing, you know, like, little uh, business loans, business, you know, here and there, and then I see how sometimes how people treat you, mm-hmm. is like, that's not what I want for my people.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, I want to have a beauty salon, but I want to, I want them to feel like they're part of my family, they're, they're part of my business, mm-hmm. you know, because if I don't have them, yeah, I can have the business, but if I don't have the stylist, what am I going to do? You yeah. know? So I was thinking that when I want to have my own business, I don't know when, but I know one day I am going to have it. And we're talking about four years ago, because I moved to King Family four years ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then uh, when I told my husband, like, I want to open my own business, he's like, okay. Do it. <laughs> like, you, I don't think you listen to me. I'll open my business. And that means money. That means sacrifice not having time with you you know family like having babies we had to push it back because you know I want to open my own business he said okay do it I struggled in the beginning because I went to look around and there was a lot of people who asked a lot of stuff and I'm like dude I just want to open my business just give me <laughs> the keys and that's it yeah that was not but it was uh this place um
2: which is a beautiful place
0: thank you um Mike is the owner um I came in and I asked him how much was the rent. That was the first question he told me. And then I was like thinking, cause I it from the window, I'm like, that's really small for that amount. He like, let me show you. So he opened it and I started seeing it, okay. He opened, it. it was a wall between there. And then he like, oh, there's more here. I'm like, okay. And then I asked him, what is, what is the requirements, right? He's like, nothing. Just pay me the first month, last month. We do the contract. And you know, he has a few policies here and there. I'm like, okay, you know what? Where is the contract? Let me sign it. Because I know if I leave, I'm coming back. You can have something else. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, that's the contract. Take it home, read it. And then I, when I went back home, I'm like, honey, we have a business now. He's like, he said, did you read it? Yes, I did. Did you read the small letters yet? Yes, I did. Do you understand yet? Uh, all I know is he didn't ask me for all the stuff the other people asked me. Yeah like yeah but you have to read the contract so he read it right obviously everything was fine but I was really excited about that
2: wow so when you when he showed you the place did you was there a vision that came to you oh right
0: away as soon as I put the first fit in there I started like oh my god yeah that's the uh, um the receptionist tv makeup Mm, yeah
2: and it turned out exactly how you wanted it
0: yes I think it was more than what I expected. (laughs) Yeah. I got a a really good friend that I met. He was the um, architect. Yeah. And then he helped me to put everything together, you know, um, plants, decoration, colors, ideas. We were together. We ended up having a really good friendship. Mm -hmm. And my my husband and him, they're really good friends too. And then, yeah, he, he helped me a lot. I can't forget people who helped me. He
1: came when I needed. Because I was a struggle.
2: Yeah.
1: For architect, and I was a struggle. Like, okay, what am I going to do if I don't have an architect? Some architects, they're willing to charge me, like, for plants, $30,000. Oh, my God. I'm like, what?
0: $30,000, and I had to take it two months. I don't have time. I have no no time for two months.
2: You're like, I just want to open.
0: I'm like, can you just... Like, just do it, and he like. But there were people like, no, this is how it goes. And then when he came in, he was like, "This is easy, yadi. Don't worry about it." Wow. I did ask him like, how much you're gonna charge me. <laughs> when he said the price is not that he's cheap, but he like, I just want to help people. So I I kind of like right away like he's a good he's a good people he's yeah. a good man. So he's like, uh, you know, this is my pricing. This is what includes, blah, blah, blah. Which I think is still, you know, is not cheap, but for the job, everything. And then I told him, mm-hmm. how many months? Months? No, I'm going to get it done in one week. I'm like, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dang. We started construction on July 19. And then we finished by September. Mid of September.
2: Throughout this process, were you still working at the restaurant? Oh, yes. I okay. still
0: working in there. I told... My boss, when was my last day and everything, and my last day was uh, November. Beginning of November, last year. Wow. I resigned my position when they came in, and then they did my PR, which is performance review. Mm-hmm. And then I told my boss, like, this is what's happening. What did he say? He was in shock, obviously, you know. Yeah. Um, but he wished me the best. You know, he has his little... Questions in the beginning, uh, but he said I wish you I wish you well. And the owner is the same. he's like are you sure this is what you want? I'm like yes, that's what I want. To. Okay. Go for it. Go
1: go for it. Wish that's you well. beautiful. Yes. Yeah,
2: so. what was the biggest struggle? What's like one thing that you can share to those individuals who are listening to this right now and have that idea of like I want to start a business or thinking of quitting their job and just going to their passion? Like, What would that be, that advice that you can give them through that transition process? I
0: think to that uh, transition is kind of like having a business plan to see where you're at, where you want to be. I didn't quit my job right away. You know, it took me time. and But I felt that for me to be store manager, they need my whole attention. Yeah. But I was you know like opening this salon but at the same time I was making my dad house in Mexico mm-hmm. so it was too many things going on at the same time but I felt like they need 100% someone to focus on the place yeah I can be just selfish like oh I need the money and then I'm going to be working in my salon like that doesn't work that way mm-hmm. you know so I, I I think when you're honest with people and then you just tell them like this is my plan you know good things comes to you not right there and there but probably later so I just kind of like just have your business plan have a backup you know don't quit your job just right away because oh I have the place no it takes time to build yeah to just bring team in here it took me months because I remember when I did the grand opening uh, November 15 last year I didn't have a hairdresser I don't do hair to open a beauty salon and I have a hairdresser like are you serious yeah I was the only <laughs> one in here sometimes. So, and then I got Jessica. She was the first, and then Laura the second. At least I had someone here to do the haircuts. Yeah. Or blow dries, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, I started with no hairdresser, and now I have 11 girls.
2: Wow. Within one year? Yeah. Wow.
0: I mean, some people, some places take right away when they open, they have the hairdressers. But for me, I struggle a little bit because I, I don't know too much people, and... Come out of Yeah. And then one friends bringing another friend. That's how it works. So yeah, that's what wow. happened. Yeah. It was like, oh my god, eleven girls now that I have. And I'm every one of them they help me in different ways.
2: Yeah.
0: And I'm really proud of them. They brought their business to my business. Mm-hmm. Because that they're not my employees are independent contractors. They're own business, like the chair is their own business. Yeah. And their moms too. You know, they're, we struggle like a home, like with their own problems. But they're coming here every day like, Hey, it's a new day. Yeah. Wow. Let's get it. Yeah.
2: Let's let's make it happen. <laughs> let's hustle. <laughs> um during that process where is there any time where you wanted to quit, where you wanted to just throw in the towel and just say, you know what, I'm done with this?
0: Yeah, I think um I struggle when we got the chairs, we got everything. Basically was you know, like the the body and the whole thing was done. But I started to struggle. Like, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. You know, I didn't say to people, but I thought of myself. So sometimes I was coming home. My husband, I was so upset. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, he's like, why? Why are you complaining? You have the church. You have everything. The hard part is coming. It was kind of like warning you it's coming. So I'm like, no, this is. This is hard. I never thought this gonna be so hard like the way it is. Yeah. But um I got my moments, you know, like I don't think I'm gonna be able and I cry like, oh my gosh, why this is happening to me? You know, um, but and then I remember people who believe on me and they didn't give up. So I was thinking, why I'm gonna give up? This is just small. You know, I struggle a lot in the past. And this is nothing. Yeah. So the next day like, okay, I'm fine.
2: And new day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Clean up, make your okay? Bye. Let's do it.
2: I want to talk about your husband a little bit because you mentioned him a lot. You've said, you know, he's played a big role in your life. He, you've come to him. He seems like a really, really good man and a very supportive husband and someone who's empowered you, motivated you, encouraged you. Tell me about him.
0: He definitely is a good man. Um, I think the way he support me is to stay home and listen all my drama, and then okay, you know. Um, sometimes he's really he see life different than me because he didn't struggle. Yeah. The way I struggle, so sometimes for him it's easy certain things, that for me is hard. Or sometimes it goes backwards. But, you know, I'm more like the crazy. Ah, and he's like more, sit it down, like relax, chill out. <laughs> and I'm like, ah! Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, he's a good man. He um, I've been with him for seven years. I met him at Match.com. And then we date for two years, one year engaged. Mm-hmm. And then four years married. Wow. Yes, we have two beautiful doggies. No kids yet, but they're coming.
2: They're coming. They're coming this is your baby right now.
0: Yeah. This is your this baby. This is yeah, my baby number one. So. Yeah, that's
2: awesome. So now let's get into something that I myself, I guess not. It doesn't impact me, but I've seen it a lot. Beauty, you know, it impacts people in the positive way, impacts people in the negative tell way, me that. right? <laughs> so, all right, well, tell me. Let's let's get into that. Beauty. Okay, so your your bread and butter is making people feel good yes. when they walk out. Mm-hmm. It's so ironic that when you wanted to grow up, you wanted to fight for people's rights. Mm-hmm. You wanted to be there for them.
1: Mhm.
2: And I have my barber. So my barber actually, and it reminded me so much about him. He... His biggest passion <laughs> and why he cuts hair is for two reasons. One is because he gets to talk to people mm-hmm. and because he gets to learn from them and people from different walks of life. Yes. And then number two is because when people get a haircut, they walk out feeling better than they did when they walked in. Exactly. And you can call me, you can call this BS or you can call this whatever, but when you feel good about yourself, when you look in the mirror, whether that's fitness, whether that's because you did your makeup in a certain way or whether you got a haircut a certain mm-hmm. way, you're wearing a certain suit, blazer, um, dress, whatever that may look like. And you look at yourself and you're like, today I feel amazing. Yes. Right? Because mm-hmm. that's, a, that's what people are going to see out there. Right? You're doing it one for yourself, but then you're also doing it for those people who are going to come across. Exactly. Um, so shout out to Fonzie first and foremost. He's, he's an amazing man. And tell me about you. So it's crazy how you wanted to do that growing up and now doing this.
0: Well, when it becomes a beauty, yeah, it's right. You know, women's coming to the salon because they want to do the color changing, haircuts, makeup. They want to look, you know, beautiful with their wedding, special day, quinceañeras, whatever it is. But I think my main thing and the main reason why I love doing this is because, yes, you get to know different people.
1: Yeah.
0: But at the same time, you're building a relationship with them when you start talking about their family, their struggle, yeah. you know, you become, I don't want to call, like, therapy, mm-hmm. but they come and sit, like, on the chair, they come and sit, like, I do, My I, I work most of the time in bed, Yeah. so, you know, I start talking, so how was it, you know, your last trip, and they start talking, so what happened with your husband, everything's okay at home. So it's kind of like you're building a relationship with your clients. It's not yeah. just like, I'm taking your money back. No, it's like building a relationship with them and then taking to the next level, mm-hmm. you know, and then make them feel beautiful, make them feel comfortable. Yeah. And it's kind of like one of our jobs, you know. Our women's we have a lot of insecurities. We were talking about it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, insecurities about being, you know, uh, getting weight or super skinny, the dress, you know, the zipper on my pants is not closing up. <laughs> I eat on my tacos, you know, things like that. But yeah. uh, um, when you talk to them, you kind of, like, you know, like, tell them, like, this is my tip that I can, you know, tell you if you want to lose extra pounds or oh, if yeah. you want to look this way, tricks like how to do your makeup, how to do your hair, you know, things like that. That mm-hmm. Women, we love that. Yeah. You know, I feel so comfortable. Like, me as an institution, when someone is sleeping in my bed, that means that, like, relaxing. Yeah. It's a compliment for me. Mm -hmm. Obviously, for a hairdresser, it wouldn't be a compliment.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: what are you doing to (laughs) that (laughs) client? Right? But when the client is talking and then leaving, like, oh, my God, I love my my hair or I love my makeup, it's, I think, it's one of our recognition that we get. Yeah. Every client, when they say that. Mm -hmm. Like, I love it, you know, my makeup, I look so different. You know, um, yeah, that's one of the, the parts that I really love to doing that.
2: Yeah, so when people look at your, I want to get into social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel I feel that a lot of women, especially and men, are nowadays as well. But um, women are very quick to compare themselves yes, when they see things on social media. Um, and I'm sure that people see you because you have a good following. Right? So when people see you and they get like all done up and... and they're... Yeah, they think
0: that I get up like that every morning. No. Yeah. Uh, no. I, actually, as a matter of fact, today I get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to just kind of like <laughs> do my makeup, my hair, like, you know, my doggies walk with them and things like that. But, yeah, no, I mean, when they see my Instagram, they, I look different when I have my my hair up, when mm-hmm. I have my, like, loose hair... When I do my makeup, you know, I do just natural makeup during the week. If it's a Friday and I'm going to have any event, it's totally different. So I look different. So when people see my Instagram, when they see me, it's kind of like, is that really you? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I wear my hat, sometimes I don't. But, um, yeah, people kind of like comments on my picture, like, is that really you? I'm like, yeah.
2: (laughs) That is
1: me.
0: Yeah, so sometimes when you have to... When you hear those comments and when you get those messages, it's kind of like, I think it's a time for me to do kind of like a video so people can kind of like see me. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. That is really me because, you know, uh, we change our color of the hair and how we put the hair up, down, loose, you know, makeup. Makeup, makeup make a big difference in people's faces.
2: Yeah, it definitely
0: does.
2: Yeah. So. No, it's, it's true. Do you feel that social media is changing our perspective on the way that we see beauty nowadays
0: i think i think instagram not only just instagram but just in general uh some people put pictures in there but now you have to remember that i don't want to say that but probably 75 percent is not true you know because now beauty is about who has the bigger lips then that's something fake yeah you know yeah women I respect whatever they wanted to do it but it's kind of like who has the bigger lips who has less you know uh, cheekbones or or bigger or fine lines you know now it's like more pressure
1: Yeah,
0: that shouldn't be that way it should be like just relaxing enjoying people pictures followers things like that but I think now beauty turns to something completely different yeah. my just me personal yeah yeah okay but I, I I just see it sometimes people is like I wish I can be you know like this person but it's like but look at this person who she was in the past like keep going but this first picture that she posed doesn't look exactly the same
1: yeah
0: when you start changing the way you look then when they start you're losing like oh that's too much
1: mm-hmm
0: I think beauty is just natural beauty is who you are, it's how you embrace yourself with people, and yeah, we have our insecurities or, you know, uh, concerns about our skin, but still, you know, like, who you are, how you treat people, and how you talk to other people is what makes you beautiful.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, you can be super beautiful and elegant from outside, but from inside, if you're a mean person, if you don't have volumes, if you don't have respect for others, if you don't open Mind or able to listen, well, that beauty is gone. Yeah. And just remember, you know, we get older. Whatever we have outside is gonna get older. Fine lines, you know. Embracing. Yeah, but whatever you have inside is gonna stay with you forever. And there's not no one can take that away from you.
2: Yeah. So you guys listen to that. It's inner beauty. <laughs> Outer beauty is just a plus. It's just a cherry on top. Uh, how do you manage to? Or do you ever find yourself comparing yourself to other people, uh, on social media, or, or and if so, how do you manage to filter that out? Because I feel like there is a level of comparison, and either you can take that comparison and be judgmental and be negative, or you can take that and work on yourself. So
0: I think everybody, you know, compare themselves with somebody else. Yeah, I don't want to say no, never, but you know, sometimes it's like, oh, I wish I don't have this. I wish I have that. But it's just kind of like love our body the way it is and it's just kind of like respect. And then if, if we want to be skinny and then work for it. Yeah. You know, if you want to have perfect skin, work for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get a surgery faster, but later on it's coming back. Yep. So it's kind of like just, you know, work for it. You know, it's everything about having a good hair, having a good skin, having a... a like everything good, you have to work for it. It's like a process: diet or drink a lot of water. You know, no alcohol for your skin. You know, for your hair is kind of. Like, it's not only that, but sometimes people get some disease that we don't, that you don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and then when you're the hairdresser, they can tell you like, oh, I suffer from alopecia. Which is. Which is you start losing part of your hairs, and then finally you got a big like a ball spot oh, okay, okay, on okay. your on your hair. Mm-hmm. And then you got to go to someplace else so they can kind of analyze and then check. Okay, I think you need some injections. I don't remember what the doctors that I went to, they put me injections so the hair can can grow. But all the time it happens in the back. Mm. So when hairdressers come to you and say, oh, you know, you have like a bald spot in here. You got to go to the doctor. Something is wrong with you. You know, just Mm -hmm. check out. You know when I when I when I do services, I I tend to touch this part, and then when I touch it, I feel like hey I feel something in here. You gotta go and check out the doctor. Mm-hmm. So when they come in, i like, you know what I did, and this is what happened. I'm like, see? Wow. I mean something like you know because when you do in hair, when you do in the skin, it's kind of like a medical terms that we have to analyze and check if they have any diseases. If I can take this client or can I just send it to some. Someone else. You know what I mean? Wow.
2: So it's a process before a you process. even... a process, yeah. Okay. So how did the name A like, Glamour Studio come to be?
0: I used to be House of Beauty Bayaret um, when I had my small business. But um, the series I used to be how do you want to put the sign in there? House of Beauty Bayaret. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, can I take the whole street? <laughs> right. So... I was looking for uh, names, and then my husband gave me the name. I shouldn't say that because that's a copyright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. He said, why don't you just put Glamour Studio? Because I, I didn't want to call like a hair salon. Yeah. It was like hair salon. I wanted it to be something different. It was Glamour Studio. I was like studio, beauty, studio, something like that. And he's he, like, just call it Glamour Studio. Okay. Done. That was it. Well,
2: perfect. I like it. In Spanish, glamour. Yeah. So yeah. I like
1: it. Yeah. I like it too. Yeah. Catchy name. <laughs>
2: I love it. <laughs> and, I, and I know that you're also doing other things with it, right? Like you're launching other brands. You're launching like your... Yes. And you can correct me if I'm wrong because I don't know much about this terminology, but what is the, what are these? Like, this extent, is falsies. What, oh, there you go.
0: This is falsies. <laughs> this is my lashes that I have as a brand. They call Glamour Studio Cosmetic. Okay. And then I start this year, I launch the, the fake ones, falsies, mm-hmm. And then since I do the lashes extensions, I create my line as a lashes extensions as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So I
0: launch this year. Next year, my next project is to have makeup. But it's a lot of competition. But I just wanted to ha- start with something small and then just go.
2: There. Dang, you beat me to the question. That was one of my last <laughs> questions I was gonna ask you. <laughs> it's it's all good. It's it's okay. Um, let's talk about that. So for twenty twenty, you looking to launch your own makeup line. What inspired you to do that? Because I know, I mean, mind you, you're in the business, but
1: yeah,
2: I've I've seen makeup lines that um, want more of the natural ingredients, or some people are more of uh, making it affordable for other people a good quality but more affordable to the consumer so what is your
0: I think now you know everybody it's turned to organic Mm -hmm. everybody wants I'm against to hurt any animals yeah I can't so I'm really support that like free cruelty animals that's what I want my lashes are 100% not hurting any animals at all because I just don't want to kill any animal to keep myself beauty that's mm-hmm. not how it goes uh, but I do want something like a gluten like a, a free
2: organic oh, Okay.
0: you know people like gluten free like it's just food no it's more than just a food it's just you know what you put on your skin mm-hmm. you know uh, that's what I'm looking for for next, nature and any of the ingredients for
2: my makeup what about personally what is, what's something that you're achieving 2020 mind you we said 2020 guys is a perfect vision. Yes, it is. So, you we know, focus on what it. you want.
0: Yeah, next year it's I think it's it's one of the biggest years next year because 2020. You know, everybody wants to do their best on 2020. People have bigger goals like whatever I didn't do this year or oh, I couldn't accomplish, I'm gonna do it next year, which is great.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh but I think next next year I haven't done it because I've been super busy. But I think one of my uh, biggest goals is to launch at least two products, at least two products. It's a process when you're, you know, going to the lab and then taking the ingredients and having as a tester like how it looks on me. Everything that I keep to my clients, what I use on my clients, I use on myself first. Yeah. If I don't like it, they're not gonna like it. Mm-hmm. If I get any irritations hundred percent they're going to get irritation so that's why it's kind of like I want to test on myself first and see how it is Dang. and then before I launch I give some samples to a few people so they can give me their their feedback and then see if it's a good product or not if they don't like it what, what is it tell me yeah. so they start giving me their ideas, like okay and then I got to go back and like hey can we check this yeah. <laughs> so how it is.
2: Where, where is Glamour um, Glamour Studio going in the next two to three years Do so you see yourself opening up other shops, you see yourself uh, expanding, like, what do you see yourself, have you even seen that far?
0: Uh, You know, um, my girls were telling me, you should open another salon, beauty salon, but instead of beauty salon, I think I'm gonna open my cosmetic store. Yeah. You know, just Glamour Studio Cosmetic, you know, that's something that I would love to, but it's, it's a big process. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a big thing to do. So that's one thing that I would love to have here probably two years, three years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Probably spend, why not, another uh, beauty salon.
1: Yeah.
0: Or probably not a beauty salon, but probably like a sweets. Ooh. A little bit more fancy, right? No, bougie. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> sweets. Well,
2: yeah, well, if you ever need any sort of like branding help or mm-hmm. any of that stuff, I know a guy. So. Okay. I can probably connect you and you guys can can work together (laughs) well you know before we end the the podcast where can people find you
0: Um, I have my Instagram aesthetic I have my um, Instagram for the Salon Glamour studio 805 I don't know why Instagram, they didn't allow me to just have Glamour Studio. Mm-hmm. Say, so, no, someone already took that name. So I had to add the 805. You should message them. like Can I just, like, keep the name? I'm like, <laughs> who has that name? That's mine. <laughs> and then I have my line cosmetic is Glamour Studio Cosmetic and Instagram. They are the same and Facebook. I don't have Twitter. I feel like Twitter is, like, more... Old school. No, but it's, <laughs> like, kidding. more... Um...
2: Like, it's more news, more information. As yeah. opposed to more branding.
0: Yeah, so it's kind of like Facebook, Instagram.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going for a YouTube. I really okay. wanted to do a YouTube. Most of my Instagram, I put like my makeup, like how I apply my makeup. So yeah. people said, I'm surprised that you don't have a YouTube channel. Yeah. But I think it's kind of like one of those things that my, I might start doing it. My girls and I, we were talking about having the drama salon and YouTube so people can see it, right? There like you go. You know, how, yeah. not argue or fight, but it's kind of like the drama because we have. Where any place there is girls is drama. Oh,
2: for just, sure. Girls are just drama. I don't know.
0: And then I told I this is funny because I told my husband, I don't know but ninjas don't like me. Girls don't like me. <laughs> I don't have I mean I have few girlfriends. Yeah. Most of my friends are guys. And then when I told him, I wanna open a beauty salon, I thought girls don't like you yet. Well <laughs> they have to like me now because I'm gonna open a you're beauty work salon. Together. Yeah, we're gonna work together. Yeah. And then I get along with every one of them, you know. Uh and now I see them, and then, yeah, we have our little drama here and there, but that's part of the life. Yeah. That's
2: part of the beauty. And I think that's part of also, like, when you build a family, you think about it. How many times do you fight with your sister? Probably a lot, right? Yeah. Because you guys are different. hmm How many times would you fight with your brothers? Probably a lot, because it's different. Yeah. So I think that when you have that level of comfort, and you're able to fight with one another... Is because there is a level of of love and a level of family. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's something that you've built. So, I mean, people think differently. People act differently. We just have to make sure that we understand them. Yeah. Yeah. Any Any websites that you have where they can find oh, product? Oh, my
0: website for the Salon is glamourstudiocosmetic.com. Got it.
2: Awesome. That's and great. I'll add all that stuff, guys, so you guys can check it out. I'll add it to the description. Um, I'll also have it on my um social media on Overy Brew mm-hmm. underscore someone took over a brew as well so i'm, I'm trying you to see? fight that name <laughs> uh, and you guys can check that out also i'll add it to my twitter account so that way you guys can come out where is your uh salon located, located
0: uh, we're at 2295 Las Posas road in camarillo we're just across the street from a starbucks so you see starbucks right there it's right there you can't miss that we're last (laughs) poses in our nail
2: yeah it's it's a it's the brightest like uh section i think the brightest building because i was driving and i and i was driving (laughs) i I said where is it where is it And i'm looking and then i see a whole bunch of lights i'm like ah, there it is right right there there."
0: uh it's funny because most of the people when you say you know where is it and then my style said you know where used to be kentucky fried chicken (laughs) oh yeah that's the building kentucky fried chicken right there (laughs) right there so everybody knows by Kentucky Fried Chicken oh building
2: God. or a Chinese restaurant. Now they're going to know it as? Glamour Studio. There you go. <laughs> Stamp that. <laughs> Last question for you is I always like to end it with this one. It's one of my favorite ones because I get to really hear some of the awesome things people say. It's mm-hmm. what is the biggest impact that you want to leave behind?
0: I do want people to feel inspired. I've I want people to feel they're not alone. You know, they're not the only ones who had struggles building their business, leaving their family behind. You know, they're not alone. Uh I really want to people feel that support. I want people to feel like um if she did it why I cannot. You know, there is only you can put the limits on what you want to do it and want to want to achieve you know i am one of those people that i'm the go getter the fighter and i never never give up yeah i'm a human and i have my sometimes my moments where like okay forget it i'm not going to do it but and then i get up like i'm just going to do it and i uh, get up more stronger than that and just don't let other people put you down just because for what they believe just kind of like fight it with respectful way like this is what i believe this is what i want Definitely. and just 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 go for it you're the only one that can put the limits on yourself
1: and on your dreams. Oh, man.
2: Loved it. You guys heard that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you guys are not taking notes. Go back and listen to this. This is an awesome episode. I really enjoyed having a conversation with you. I Thank really you so enjoyed much. getting Enjoy to know your coffee. story. And <laughs> some coffee. <laughs> um, so, guys, if you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe. Leave a review. Tell me what you like take a screenshot, let me know you're listening. I'll be more than happy to share it with my on my platform. And as always, guys, stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you for the support. Thank you for always being there and listening and taking time out of your busy day, whether you're driving, whether you're at the gym, whether you're at home drinking a cup of coffee, enjoying your brew. So um, you guys, have an amazing, amazing 2020. And this is just the beginning.
0: Thank you so much for coming. Thank
2: I really you. enjoy
0: it. Thank you so much for listening to my story. And then I hope, you know, we can send the message so people can you understand. Nice. And I appreciate a little bit more and be thankful every day.
2: Every day. Yes. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Thank you awesome. so much. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank
1: you.